Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. What's your favorite scary movie? What's the boogeyman? You hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand? It's showtime. Hello, guys, and we're back. Welcome to You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast. I'm your host, Robbie, along with... Sammy. And you're tuned in to Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. I think last episode we said it was the curse. Curse. And we were wrong. We were definitely wrong. It's because these movies are just, they blend together. Absolutely. My apologies. So it is the revenge of michael isn't Myers. the curse one next it is yes that's we got those confused yes and then it's h2o yes and we'll finally be out of this clusterfuck of it a clusterfuck is a good phrase yes for where we're at sorry mm-hmm. if you like these but i mean don't get me wrong i like them <laughs> i always watch these every year yeah i mean i i watch them before halloween starts mm-hmm. but the way they distribute them, the way they produce them, mm-hmm. it is a bit of a clusterfuck. Yes, these movies in particular are just... Ooh. All right, do you want to just dive in? You Let's ready? dive in. Okay, so officially, he's back with a vengeance. With a vengeance. Okay, so summary. After lying in a coma for a year, Michael Myers awakens and stalks his way back to his small hometown in Illinois, intent on killing his niece, Jamie, who has been confined to a mental institution since Michael's last attempt to slay her. Suspecting a psychic link between Michael and Jamie, psychiatrist Dr. Sam Loomis joins forces with Sheriff Ben Meeker and attempts to stop Michael's latest rampage now the reason why they have a psychic link is at the end of the fourth movie mm-hmm. she touched him mm-hmm. and yep. that's why she tried to kill her mother yep at the end of it that's why yep. she's in the mental institution right uh, now so yes. i wanted to go back and clarify that yes so that's that's the premise is jamie is mute she doesn't talk she just like makes noises at people she writes on things because she's so freaked out about this entire thing with Michael, and now he's coming for her. And yes. I, I don't understand it. It's, it's a just, bit of a it's a bit of a thing. I don't like the plot of this movie. I just don't. I feel like they could have done a little bit better. Yes. Plot wise. And I think I'll talk about an alternate plot later. If not, I will bring it up by the end of the 
the episode, but I believe I have that written down. All right. So this one was rated R, of course. Genre, we're still in the holiday horror. Holiday horror. Okay. Which will forever make me laugh. Director is Dominique Othenin Gerard. Gerard. Producer Ramsey Thomas. This one came out on October 13, 1989. Wow. Its budget was an estimated $5 million. It made $11.6 million. That's great. That's not that great. At least they made his budget back. That's Barely. all you really care about in the movie industry. Barely. And it's opening weekend. It made about $5 million. So it pretty much made it back the opening weekend. Clearly did not do well the rest of the weekends. And no. this is back in 89 when movies were in theaters for like a hot minute. So. But they still it did well enough to get another movie greenlit. Why? I don't know. The runtime on this is an hour and 36 minutes. It's uh, audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes is 12%. 12 percent 12 jesus one two percent uh oh i'm sorry that was the critic score i apologize i i normally don't take down both but i'm sorry so the critics gave it a 12 percent, but the audience gave it a 36. i can see that and it's got a five out of ten on imdb so people are kind of indifferent it sounds like about this movie middle of the road yeah this film began production on May 21st, 1989. It was filmed around Salt Lake City, Utah, just like its predecessor. If you remember, we said that in the last That's movie. so crazy to me. Uh, the bus that the man in black gets off of stops outside the exact same store where Jamie and Rachel went to get Halloween costumes in the last one. Yes, he did. Yep. And they were unable to find a small Victorian house like the Myers house in Halloween. So they chose a bigger mansion style house because they needed a location that could provide wide rooms, hallways, an attic basement and laundry chute. Okay. So that's why the house looks a little bit different in this one. That makes sense. Cast wise, we have Donald Pleasance back, obviously, as Dr. Loomis. Of You're course, right. Danielle Harris has returned as Jamie. Ellie Cornell is Rachel Bo star is Ben Meeker. Jeffrey Landman is Billy. I'd say those are like the main. Yeah, the main, the main cast. kind of cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. right there. And Donald Shanks is our Michael Myers, and he also plays the man in black. So he played two roles. Okay, Who knew? that's cool. Who knew? So some filming facts. You ready? Yeah. Donald Pleasance's scenes were shot first in the first two weeks of filming because he had another commitment immediately after. Okay. So he knocked all his scenes right out. He was gone. And he was gone. George P. Wilbur, who had portrayed the shape in the previous film, did not express interest in returning to play the role, although he did work as a stunt player on the film. I thought that was interesting. He was like, this is a lot of work. Fuck all that noise. I know. And the, the script was not great, but maybe he didn't say that. I said that. Maybe not. Don Shanks was cast to play the speechless white masked murderer, and he had already played a similar character in the first two Silent Night, Deadly Night films. So there's a tie-in for you. This film had been fighting an X rating with the violence, blood, and gore. Some scenes were trimmed down to keep it rated R, including a shot of Mike quivering on the ground after Michael stabs him in the head with a handrake. A shot of glass embedded in Officer Eddie's face after Michael punches through a windshield and Billy's leg being hit by the Camaro, the scythe that kills Samantha was originally supposed to go through her forehead. Wow. Yeah. I wonder why they would give that an X rating for that. It must have been like the blood or gore. I feel like or something that's pretty tame compared that. to I mean, today. so if he stabs him in the head with the hand rake, 
Like he's done that before already, right? Yeah, I feel like that. Have we already done the the big rake in the the barn? Was that in this? I, I it was in the last. It was. One. was that in the last one? It's either in or that one or this one. one. It's in no, this I one. think it's in this one. This one, yeah. Well, that's pretty freaking gruesome, right? Yeah, like and that's in this one, right? That made it through. A shot of glass embedded in Officer Eddie's face. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that it just looked too gross when they did it. Mm-hmm. Potentially. And then the Skype that kills Samantha was originally supposed to go through her for I mean, I feel like this none of that sounds overly gory for what, what we've it seen. Is. Honestly. Especially the newer Michael Myers. I know, and I was just thinking you go to Halloween Kills and it was like Wow. Yeah, yeah okay. It's very tame compared I guess to that. it's because it was nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, I could see Did that. Did you know, fun fact, that there was no PG-13 rating until 1984? I did not know that. And do you know why? Why is that? You should go listen to Pixie Dust Twins and you can find out. Why? Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'll tell you. But I did talk about the Pixie Dust Twins. So the uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, uh-huh. pretty pretty horrific movie. It's got some pretty gnarly scenes in it. Okay. It's kind of gross, you know? That movie, they were struggling with the rating because there was a PG and then the next option was R. Okay. And of course, like R didn't make any sense for that movie. It was an Indiana Jones movie, but PG was like, mm, mm. not really appropriate. So Steven Spielberg talked to like the head of the, the ratings board and he was like, you need something in between. And lo and behold, they were like, yep, we agree. It's PG-13. Okay. And then the first PG-13 movie came out that year. And it was Indiana Jones. It was not. No, no. because... Indiana Jones was already out when they were having these discussions. Okay. Yeah, it was after Indiana Jones. That one, you will have to go and listen to Pixie Dust Twins to find out which movie, because I cannot remember, and Ashley looked it up, and she shared on the show. So, there you go. There you go. Yep, so the Temple of Doom episode. Go listen. All right. Anyways, back to back to this terrible Michael Myers movie. This terrible Michael Myers movie. <sighs> the... Yeah, I think this is what I was talking about a little bit ago. The film's first screenplay, which was written by Shem Bitterman, featured Jamie Lloyd and Michael Myers as dual antagonists, with a now teenage Jamie going on a killing spree of her own. Myers attempting to kill her because she was unwittingly interfering with his own spree, and Rachel being caught in the middle. Executive producer Mustafa Akkad disliked the screenplay, feeling... It was more like a parody of a Halloween series than an actual entry in it. Really? And also, he promised, had already promised Daniel Harris that she'd be allowed to return as Jamie and didn't think the 12-year-old would be credible as a serial killer. And as a result, the screenplay was basically written from scratch again. Yeah. But I think that would have been much more interesting, even as a 12-year-old, to have her out murdering people and have michael come after her because he's like this is my territory bitch that would have been a i'm lot coming after you because you're invading my area and yeah i even as a 12 year old i don't know psych like psychologically wise with a child i don't know i'm not going to even comment on that like <laughs> having a child do the scenes that might be kind of messed up so i get it but the teenager idea at the very least that's that would so be cool. much better and makes so much more sense because she already tried to kill her mom yeah very and much so. To have her go on her own killing spree. That would have been, I think they would have made a lot more money. Yeah, because the story sounds better than this. Right. And that's not even saying anything because I think Danielle Harris did a good job for what it was. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, as her little kid actor, 
I, I think she did a good job with what she was given. Absolutely. Being mute and doing all that stupid shit they made her do. I, I think she held it well. Yeah. I believed her character. I just didn't like the storyline. So I don't want to be clear on that. No hate towards her. No, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And I mean, she was creepy in the last one. She's staying at the top of the scissors. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So killer facts. Kills. There are 20 in this movie. 20 kills. Wow. You ready? All right. So Hermit knifed in the back by Michael. Rachel stabbed by Michael with scissors. Mike head impaled by Michael with a garden claw. Spitz impaled by Michael with a pitchfork. There we go. There That's yeah. what we're just talking about. Samantha sliced by Michael with a scythe. Nick Ross killed by Michael with a pitchfork off screen. Tom also killed with a pitchfork off screen. Okay. Tina stabbed by Michael. Eddie Gray bashed repeatedly against a car hood by Michael. See, I don't see how any of this is less violent than all the other things that they got. Right, absolutely. Bashing somebody's head in is, anyway. Charlie hung by a noose by Michael. Max killed off screen as well as Patsy. Sheriff Ben Meeker was shot off screen by Dr. Wynn as well as six police officers and the deputy Tony. So there you go. A lot of off screen kills in this one. There were, I guess. For time, I guess. I would assume maybe that was why. You're right. And then they cut out those other ones. So, yeah. Don Shanks was originally set to wear the same mask that George P. Wilbur had worn in Halloween 4 in order to retain consistency between the movies, but it did not fit Shanks, so a new one was made. Because okay. I know people noticed that it looked different in this movie. Yeah. Right? I mean. This is the really white one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michael's mask is elongated with longer and slicker hair, thick rubber, and teardrop-shaped eye holes. The mask is held together by Velcro, making it appear unkempt and shoddy and has an angry expression, an angrier expression than the previous two. Like the last film's mask, the H5 mask received a negative reaction. Okay. People just hate, like, <laughs> it just cracks me up how we all get so upset over the little <laughs> this things. dumb mask. Yes. The eyebrows in this one were heavily criticized along with the eye shapes. So there you go. Don Shanks revealed that it was extremely difficult to breathe in the mask because it had no ventilation. Are you kidding me? Who builds these masks? Like, come on, you made it look terrible and then the guy couldn't even breathe in it on top of it. That'd be terrible. I wonder how many breaks they had to take. Oh my gosh, that sucks. This is the first time that Michael Myers has shown driving since the original Halloween. While it's obvious he drives a tow truck in Halloween 4 right after Loomis um, confronts him in the garage and diner. You never actually see him behind the wheel which is true true yes don shanks was six one he's the fourth shortest michael myers in halloween history wow below him at six foot is tony moran who played michael myers in the first halloween the unmasked michael myers in the first halloween because remember they had him mm. literally just stand there so they could unmask him the second shortest at five ten is actually nick castle from the original halloween which five ten is still pretty yeah, it's tall. still pretty tall. And Dick Warlock in Halloween 2 was the shortest at 5'8 and a half. Camera angles were used to make Shanks appear more tall and imposing. But I always think that's interesting, the different heights yeah. with Michael and, you know, how they just do editing tricks to make him look bigger. Mm-hmm. So I got some special effects for you. Okay. K&B effects had designed a grotesque facial makeup for Michael Myers unmasking towards the end of the film. The producers told him to do so as an option, either showing Michael's badly scarred face or to keep it in the dark. But they went for the latter. 
Can you imagine? They like went through all this to make like this nasty looking makeup for Michael because they might show it. And then they're like, oh yeah, just kidding. We're not going to do that. That is what it is. I mean, it is what it is. They probably expect it, but right. I wouldn't, it would have been nice to see it. Yeah. Especially in this movie. (sighs) The laundry chute scenes were filmed with 30 different sections of the laundry chute. When she's up crawling yes, in the so I remember because they Jamie. actually did it with a real knife. Yep. Jamie was crawling around the laundry chute to get away from Michael in mm-hmm. the new Michael Myers version of his house. So some of the shoots were full props. Others were positioned horizontally to run the camera through on a dolly and others were various sections that had cut out portions for filming. Although the scene was very complex, it was shot all in one night. Wow. Okay. And continuing with the laundry chute scene, Jamie was originally stabbed in the leg, but the shot was cut from the film because the MPAA deemed it too disturbing. She was no like a fake leg. Yeah, okay. yeah. She had um, a prosthetic leg on, and they okay. stabbed that. So Daniel Harris actually kept the prosthetic leg that That's was used cool. in the cutscene for several years until she gave it to her cousin, who lost it. So I don't know where the leg is. That would piss me off. So the leg is gone. Way to go, cousin. Don't know where it is. Yeah. In the scene where Michael is ambushed by Dr. Loomis and beaten with a two by four, Don Shanks was really hit in the head with a plank. That sucks. Yeah. He later admitted that one of the blows broke his nose. Can you imagine filming that and me like, whoa, that would suck. And because of that, special effects had to cut the nose out of the mask and add on a paper thin nose. <laughs> Cut off of another H5 mask. Can you imagine? This is just making this worse and worse. <laughs> I'm so and sorry. The edges of the nose appliance can be clearly seen in some scenes. And I'm just like, next time we watch this movie, we need to watch the nose on the Michael Myers mask. Yeah. And look for where you can see that they had to add in the little extra cover for him and his broken nose. That's I feel so bad for the actor, but that's, yeah. that's a very interesting story. We'll just say that. You kind of sign up for that. Yikes. Oh. There are some other horror movie references in this. The script added two bumbling cop executives, Nick and Tom, with their own clown theme in the background to homage a scene of Wes Craven's The Last House on the left. That's why. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know we were kind of talking about that before, how they had the two dumb cops in this yeah, one. It made them look really dumb, but the, maybe, the, maybe that's purpose. why. When Michael kills Spitz by stabbing him through the back with a pitchfork when he's on top of Samantha, it's similar to Friday the 13th Part 2 when Jason uses a spear to kill Jeff and Sandra, except Michael doesn't use enough force to also kill Samantha with the pitchfork. So he just kills her with this guy because, you know, why not? Why not, right? Yeah. Use what you have handy, right? Right. Got some general trivia. The this is the last film in the series to feature a pumpkin in the opening credits until Halloween 2018. Really? Okay. Yeah, which I did not. I didn't pick think up on about, that. but now that I think about it, I'm like, yep, the other ones don't have it. Right, because yeah. the net after uh, Halloween H2O, it's Resurrection, yeah. and that's with the Buster Rhymes in it. So I I think you like that one, and I just think that one's stupid. Dangertainment. We'll, we'll talk about that later. I, God, I can't wait till you get to that one. But yeah, but I do kind of remember when we went to see Halloween in theater at the 2018. I, I think we, I remember you and I were like, oh, they got the pumpkin. I kind of remember yeah. talking about that. Right. So, yeah. Despite the subtitle, The Revenge of Michael Myers, which appears on all movie covers and posters, it does not appear in the actual film. It only says Halloween 5 in the opening credits. 
I mean, okay. Okay. But I'm just like, you put on all the movie posters, you don't even bother to put it in the movie. I feel like that's a miss. Something that I don't know if they did on purpose, but could have used. After filming for two weeks, Donald Pleasance gave his much bigger trailer to Daniel Harris once he left set. Harris's mother had actually been complaining about the small size of her daughter's trailer, so Pleasance decided she should have his. Because, you know, Bob Pleasance is getting that giant trailer because he's a big right. star. So. Right, right. Sorry, Daniel, but at least he got a bigger one after, after two he dipped, weeks. right? Yeah. The poster depicts Jamie Lloyd in her clown costume from Halloween 4. Despite the fact that she wears a princess costume in this film. Okay. You notice that? I did not notice that. Yeah, if you no. look at the poster for this movie, she's in, I just posted on Instagram, she is in Her the clown, clown costume, right. which she does not wear at all in this movie. It's scarier. It's creepier than, yeah, the princess one, that's for sure. This is the lowest grossing film in the entire series. That sucks. Which I, yeah, I can understand you why. look at that total? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Don Shanks was also injured when he was filming the scene where the shape crashes Mike's Camaro into the tree. So Don, you just had a struggle on this set. It fucked him up really oh, well. The Dominique Othenin Gerard forgot to yell cut. Oops. And fire was beginning to emerge from the car. Shanks, who is not wearing flame retardant clothing, claims that he was told not to leave the totaled automobile until the director said cut and decided to stay inside the vehicle for about a minute because the director had not done so. <laughs> Shanks Whoops. basically said that was because the director was sidetracked by seeing stunts take place during his first major directing job. And it turns out he was so shocked by the realism of the wreck that he forgot to shout cut. Wow. So I guess they're saying like he wasn't used to all the stunts and, and special effects and things like that that they had set up. So he forgot that, you know, like you you, you're in charge, something. you got to say something. Finally, the stunt coordinator, Don Pike, told uh, the director to yell cut and did so just in time for Shanks to leave the wreckage. Yikes. That could have been way worse. Yeah, it could have. Donald Pleasance had disagreements with Akkad and Othenin Gerard, citing that Jamie should have been portrayed as an all evil. So Donald Pleasance also thinks that Jamie should have been bad. Yes. Evil in this movie. He said, should have been portrayed as all evil after stabbing her stepmother. Akkad disagreed, thinking fans would want to see more of the shape. In an interview, Danielle Harris explained what she thought of the idea. The way Halloween 4 ended, I thought I was going to be the killer. I thought it would have been fun to come back as the killer or Michael's sidekick. Scary, but fun. That's so cute. Can you imagine? Little Danielle Harris. Oh, it'd be so fun to be a killer. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's, that's just adorable. Oh, and Donald Pleasance also had said that he felt the success and shock ending of Halloween 4 was not being capitalized on, too. I feel like that was a missed opportunity. We kind of said that, yeah. Again, they Mm -hmm. missed so many opportunities. Which is what we were talking about, which is why when people did go see the movie, it's not going to have that word of mouth because people were probably disappointed, like, oh. Especially back in those days. Yeah. You need that word of mouth. That's how you get the people to go, right? Yeah. When... Dr. Loomis is shouting and yelling at Michael in the woods. Donald Pleasance requested that Don Shanks stand in the woods because Pleasance didn't want to shout at nothing. So (laughs) Shanks agreed to. So he got to yell at him in the woods. And Don Shanks revealed in an interview that he played the man in black in many of the scenes. He also said that even the writers had not yet decided the character's identity. That seems like a bad sign. Yeah. When you're filming and people are like, I'm assuming there are a lot of rewrites to this. Uh, it seems like it, yeah. So, do you want me to do quotes? Sure. So, 
So there's not a lot, but Loomis says, why don't you stay the night to Tina? And she says, oh, sorry, I've got to run. Loomis says, Tina, please. And Tina says, stay away, okay? You know you're really creepy, feeling <laughs> that little girl with all that boogeyman crap. Loomis says, I believe you. I believe that you're in danger. Jamie believes it too. And Tina says, Jamie is a nine-year-old girl. Loomis says, be sensible. And Tina laughs and says, I'm never sensible if I can help it. Yeah, when she's running out to the party. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet she wishes she stayed. Yes. I bet she does. I think she, no, she died at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, poor Jamie. Mm-hmm. And then this kind of annoys me. So Michael Myers is standing over Jamie as she lays waiting in the coffin when she's trying to hide from him. Mm-hmm. You remember this? Yeah. Michael Myers raises his knife and Jamie looks at him and says, Uncle boogeyman myers lowers his blade and looks down at his niece breathing heavily she places her right index finger and middle fingers below her eye jamie let me see and so michael slowly removes his mask and shows himself to jamie for the first time and she says you're just like me and a tear descends from myers eyes and jamie says let me and it annoys the shit out of me why why the fuck is this scene in here for time why no this storyline why is michael myers unmasking connecting himself? with her like that even though he's why is he crying him? in this scene like this annoys me because he's cursed so we can't have jamie be a killer but we can have michael crying his eyes out in the movie i guess so i don't like this I don't like it. When I'm in the next board meeting, I let them know. Complain all you want about Halloween ends, but at least Michael didn't cry during it. True, true story. Yeah, it just, I feel like this movie would have had a lot more potential than what they did with it. I just don't care for the storyline. It's just. Danielle was great, but the producers, the directors, the writers, they missed an opportunity on this one. You had Dr. Loomis and you had Jamie and the potential to have another killer and. Or at least have her be evil, even if she's not out killing, like just have something. Yeah. If you want to still do that mental connection thing, then have her like help Michael find his victims or something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. like some sort of connection like that. I just, I just think it was a wasted opportunity for this movie. Yes. I agree with you a hundred percent. What else do you want to say? I'm looking forward to the future movies. (laughs) That's about all you need to say. (laughs) This one. Would you, I mean, I, I watch it mm-hmm. during Halloween time because it's part of the series. Yeah. But it's not my favorite one. It's no. not my go-to one. No, not at all. So. I agree. All right. Do you want me to do some trivia with you? Sure. Okay. You ready? Sure. All right. What did Jamie write on the small chalkboard during her psychic link for Michael? Uh, Jamie? Yeah. What did Jamie write on her uh... little chalkboard? When she was like connecting and freaking out with him. He's coming for me. He's coming. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know this one too well. I know. It's fine. When a brick was thrown through Jamie's window, what did the note say? I have no idea. Do you want me to give you choices? Sure. She's pure evil. Get the child out of here. We don't want her. The evil child must die. The evil child must die. Yeah. It's easier when you have the choices. And what does Dr. Loomis use to help capture Michael Myers? A net. Yep. He uses Jamie as bait and then uses a weighted chain net. Yep. That didn't work, but okay. He tried. He tried. 
That's the important thing. A Dr. for Loomis. effort, right? Good job, Dr. Loomis. You tried. A for effort. At the very least, you tried. So Dr. Loomis, his last movie is the next one, right? Oh, Donald, Donald Pleasance, I should say. Is the next one his last one? Because he's not. Yeah, that's he's not. I believe one. they when we get to um, Halloween HGO. Yeah, he's with, not in there with Josh Hartnett, right? Yep. He's yeah, not I, in there. I think they were they used someone who sounded similar to him to do. Some he movies. died. Yeah, that's I think what I'm remembering. He died after the next movie. Yeah, so I think they had a voice actor come in to do some like lines. I think from that. Right. They match. I might be mixing voice. some of these no, up. No, you're but right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So we have one more with Donald Pleasance. Yeah. And he does such a good job being poor Dr. Loomis. Like everyone just treats him like he's nutsos. But and I don't he's think, always right. I don't think he would the Halloween franchise would be as popular without him. It's he's like a cute my character. it's like Michael Myers and Dr. Loomis. Dr. Loomis needed each other to mm-hmm. survive. I mean, they really pushed in the recent series. It was Lori and Michael Myers, which I think is also big. But Dr. Loomis is pretty important, too. I think she had to fill that void mm-hmm. without him. Without him. We were, was it the Spookula that had the big Dr. Loomis? Yes. Wasn't it there? They had a life-size Dr. Loomis right. statue. That was crazy. That's the first time I've seen those. We've seen plenty of like Michaels and. But yeah, I think Lori had to fill that void of Dr. Loomis. That's why they mm-hmm. kept pushing Lori and Michael, Lori and Michael. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if Dr. Loomis was still alive, they would have them all three together. Yeah. What do you th- how do you think the next ones are going to be like? I know we're not to the end yet, mm-hmm. but. I guess we can talk about that later. Like, what do you mean? How they're going to reboot it? Because I you, don't know. You know that's coming, right? They're going to. Well, have they're a never going to s- not make Michael Myers movies. Right. They're going to have another reboot of Michael yeah. Myers movies. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's something we can do when we get through Halloween ends. Right. That's what we think they'll do next. Yep. And then at some point we should try and maybe rank the movies we we definitely will that's gonna be hard there's so many but yes oh my gosh and we're not even doing the rob zombie ones this round right the next saving that rob zombie will have his own own section genre of movies yeah that we'll talk uh, about yeah in our show yeah rob zombie as a director will be and then we'll talk about his because it's just so many right oh my god because his really go off the rails nick castle i would have to say is very cool we got to meet him at, or we walked by him at Spookola. Oh my gosh, this guy was just walking, walking around, around like a normal fan. Just looking at the vendors and everything. It was so funny. And I was just like, wow. Very cool. Very, very cool. cool. He so, seems like a very chill guy. So. Very much so. And mm-hmm. he's produced major films. He's directed. Yeah. And, yeah. So he's a big time, big time guy in the industry. Yeah. Outside of this. Yeah, very mm-hmm. much so. Yeah. All right. So. Anything else? Nope. Hopefully you liked this one. Sorry it was so late. Mm-hmm. We will be back with another one very, very soon. Yeah, next episode, again, not our favorite. And then we will get into Josh Hartnett popping up, right? No, the next one is H2O. No, it's not. We still have The Curse of Michael Myers. Oh, you're right. The Curse of Michael Myers. And that is definitely not my favorite movie either. Right. And- but Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in that one, right? No, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, is in... He in the next. No, next one is H2O. No, it's not.
You want to fight me on it? It is not. Because we are on Halloween Vive. Correct? Yeah. So, Halloween 6. The Curse of Michael Okay. Myers. And then it's H2O. Okay, you're right. I and don't then know why you're arguing Josh Hartnett and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levin is actually in. Joseph Gordon-Levin's not in that one. He's no, in the other one. Right. Okay. That's oh, one. no, because this one starts with her in the the, the train, train station. station. It's, uh, That's it's, right. It's uh, Ra, or it's it's um the guy from the Marvel movies. Rudd. Rudd. He's oh, Ant-Man. He's Ant-Man. Yes. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. He, oh, this is his first movie he ever did. I was forgot. The Curse Tommy. Of Michael yes. Yeah. See, these movies, I think they blend together because I just don't like them and I just forget. So, you're honest. right. So, it's The Curse of Michael Myers. And I told then you. Then Halloween H2O. And I told you. And then hmm. The Revenge. No, we did The no, Revenge. No, uh, then, uh, then the other one with, uh, the other with Buster, stupid one. Buster Arms. And the dumb house. Reality show. Resurrection. That's stupid. Halloween too. Resurrection. I'm sorry. These things bump together and I there's know them. too many Michael Myers They're just movies. getting them all straight is there's, crazy. There's too many, but I forgot. I'm so sorry. So yeah, our our buddy Paul Rudd is back in, or Paul Rudd makes his it, debut in the yeah, next one. In, in media in general, this is his first movie. Yeah. So. Ah! so fun yeah because he filmed it before well you know what we'll tell you we'll we'll tell that later yeah so come back next time when hopefully we'll have our lives more together yes (laughs) anyways bye-bye bye-bye thank you you can't kill the boogeyman podcast is produced and hosted by robbie and sammy brooksby as part of the limitless broadcasting podcast network post-production and intro by sammy brooksby Follow the show on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. You can also follow the Limitless Broadcasting Company at Limitless Broadcasting and your horror hosts at Robert1950Studios and at The Samalam. We also have a TikTok at 1950Studios. Email your creepy comments and spooky suggestions to us at BoogeymanPod at gmail.com. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. Have a horrific week! <laughs>